video is brought to you by Mubi, a curated streaming service that premieres a new film every day. What makes freaks and geeks so enduring? The 1999 show was unceremoniously canceled partway through its first season back in 2000, but after it was rerun on cable, it became a cult classic. And when it hit streaming, a mainstream classic. I'm so happy I think I'm gonna cry. The NBC executive who canceled the show has even apologized. Freaks and Geeks launched the careers of huge stars like Seth Rogen, Jason Segel, James Franco, Linda Cardellini, and Busy Phillips. It also established executive producer Judd Apatow as a major Hollywood force, and became a calling card for writer and creator Paul Feig, who went on to direct hits like Bridesmaids and Spy. So what is it about this show that makes it a classic? The story about geek-turned-freak Lindsay Weir and her just plain geek younger brother Sam, along with their very different cliques of friends, takes a clear-eyed, specific look at geek culture before it took over the mainstream. So whose mom's gonna drive to the sci-fi convention on Saturday? as well as freak culture, which at that time had very rarely been explored on screen. And it does this without caricatures. It's remarkably balanced in its depictions of both its titular geeks and the rougher-edged burnouts that smart girl Lindsay is drawn to hanging out with after her grandmother dies. What are you doing out here? This place is for freaks. Set in Michigan during the 1980-1981 school year, Freaks and Geeks taps into 80s nostalgia from a late 90s perspective, but in a genuine, complex way. Here's our take on how Freaks and Geeks got youth culture right and why it still resonates now. Freaks and Geeks also emphasized realism in its depictions of geek culture. Today, geek culture is basically mainstream. Comic book movies make a billion dollars at the box office. Game of Thrones was one of the biggest TV shows of the last decade, but the 80s and 90s were a much more perilous time for nerds in pop culture. They were usually used as grotesque comic relief, like the nerds in Can't Hardly Wait. Wait, wait, how come he gets to be Boba Fett? Really, it doesn't matter. All right, fine, you're Boba Fett, you're Grandma Tarkin. Even when they got to take center stage, like in comedies a la the 1980s Revenge of the Nerds films, it wasn't exactly a nuanced portrayal. Nerds wouldn't start to be mainstream protagonists until the 2000s, when movies like Spider-Man helped usher in an era of geek-friendly blockbusters. You're taller than you look. I hunch. In other words, Freaks and Geeks came out during a relatively geek-unfriendly time and depicted another relatively geek-unfriendly time, the early 80s, but the show still managed to portray its geek characters with nuance and dimension. We sit around and crack jokes and eat junk food all night while we're fighting dragons and saving princesses and stuff. It's pretty fun. To do this, the show pays a lot of attention to different types of geekdom and the different ways young people interact with popular culture. There are the usual references to major cultural events like Star Wars. You should handle Alan the same way Han Solo dealt with Jabba the Hutt. Avoid him. But Bill, Sam, and especially Neil are also comedy geeks. He hates these guys! <laughs> the joke is the perfect movie. There isn't one scene in it that isn't hilarious. And in both the geek and freak circles, the show is ultra-specific about who listens to what kind of music, what it means to be fans of The Who, Led Zeppelin, Rush, or Disco at this particular time. Hey, American Beauty, that is a great album, man. Unlike a movie like Revenge of the Nerds, Freaks and Geeks doesn't portray its geek characters as desperate and striving, with a single-minded focus on winning women like prizes. Maybe you should take her out on a date and do something that you want to do. <sighs> but what if she doesn't want to do what I want to do? Even when Sam does achieve the unthinkable and starts going out with popular cheerleader Cindy Sanders, his triumph isn't depicted as a conquest. In fact, he soon breaks up with her because their relationship doesn't actually make either of them happy. You're supposed to be nice. That's the only reason why I'm going out with you in the first place. Hey, I am 
nice. I'm just not having any fun, are you? Sam's rocky connection with his dream girl is an early example of a story actually understanding that geeks being nice guys isn't enough to make them perfect romantic partners or ensure a relationship is going to work. My mom says that women prefer guys with a good sense of humor. But you're not very funny. Screw you, I'm hilarious. The show doesn't pretend its geek characters are saints. It treats them like complex people who make mistakes. Although they generally try to be good people and are smart and loyal to each other, they can be bitter, clueless, or opportunistic. What am I gonna say to Cindy? I saw this monkey show on PBS. If you talk to her first, it's a sign of weakness. Overall, Freaks and Geeks is also clear about showing how miserable high school can be for everyone. This is school. I hate this school. Hence, the other half of the show, which is all about the freaks. If the nostalgia of freaks and geeks appeals to you, you should check out some of this month's new offerings on Mubi. They're celebrating Tilda Swinton all of August, including showing some of her weird and wonderful projects from the 1980s and 90s. They also have film collections dedicated to major decades, so you can discover cinematic gems from throughout film history. As one of our followers, you can get 30 days of Mubi for free. Just click the link in the description below to start streaming now. Mubi's team of curators handpicked every film they show, so there's always something new to discover. A dream come true for film lovers. Click the link in the description below to get 30 days of movie now. Although Freaks and Geeks was groundbreaking for its nuanced representation of geeks, perhaps the real revelation of the show was its portrayal of the freak culture. After all, at least nerds sometimes got to be major supporting characters or occasionally even leads in other movies and shows. Not many girls in contemporary American society today would give their own award to help a geek like me. Freak or burnout characters were even less common in terms of nuanced, dimensionalized portraits on screen. Who are the classic 80s and late 90s teen burnout types? The closest is probably John Bender in The Breakfast Club, or perhaps JD in Heathers, an anti-establishment type who is also homicidal. People are gonna look at the ashes of Westerberg and say, now there is a school that self-destructed not because society didn't care, but because the school was society. These characters pay homage to disillusioned youth like Jim Stark, the teenager played by James Dean in Rebel Without a Cause. But these mid-50s greaser types don't capture the full range of freaks and burnouts represented in Freaks and Geeks. Stoners, deadheads, metalheads, punk rockers. You know what punkers don't do? call themselves punkers. Freaks and Geeks has them all. There's Daniel, played by James Franco, who comes across as the most traditional James Dean handsome bad boy type. Franco even played Dean in a TV movie shortly after the show ended. Daniel is portrayed as sympathetic and somewhat misunderstood. No, you're not a loser, because you have sex. But if you weren't having sex, then we could definitely debate the issue. But he's also allowed to be genuinely conniving, manipulative, and even kind of dumb at times. When you told me you're gonna teach me tricks, I thought you meant like real tricks. What do you mean, like magic tricks? Yeah, well, sort of. I mean, right now you're kind of just teaching me math. Lindsay initially falls for Daniel's dreamy looks, but early in the show, she realizes that while he does hide some sensitivity, he doesn't necessarily have the depth she sometimes hopes he will. Where are you supposed to go from there? <laughs> Nick, the stoner character played by Jason Siegel, illustrates the show's approach to drug use, which was difficult to depict on network TV in 1999. Well, here's a plan. 
about, you know, instead of letting that go to waste, you donate it to a worthy cause, like, uh, me. Nick's pot habit eventually becomes an issue for Lindsay, and while it's very clear why Lindsay feels this way... I mean, what's the highlight of your week? Sitting on your couch eating chips, dreaming of Drake's cakes? The show also isn't overly judgmental or alarmist about drug use. Okay, maybe I'll smoke a little, just to see what it's like. Kim Kelly, played by Busy Phillips, represents another character type often relegated to the margins of teen movies and shows, the aggressive, tough female burnout. What's she doing here? She's our friend. What, are you doing her so that she'll help you with your math homework? In the episode Kim Kelly is My Friend, which freaked out network executives so much that NBC never aired it during the show's original run, the show delves into her background with a lot of humor and darkness. You're tramping up in that car. I know what you do. Yeah, well, you should know. I learned it from you. You're grounded for good. You got me. Newsflash, you're not my father, fat ass. As Daniel's girlfriend, Kim is introduced as a seeming romantic rival to Lindsay, but the two girls' sometimes volatile relationship becomes especially important to the show as it goes on. And it's handled with nuance. Freaks and Geeks never forces Lindsay and Kim into the kinds of contrived romantic dilemmas that fueled so many teen soaps in this era. Did you mean it, Dawson? Every word. Which is why you should turn around and go to Pacey. And then there's Lindsay Weir, the school's reigning smart girl who decides to find her place among the freaks. She really ties the show together as an all-time great TV character, perhaps most of all due to her believability. The key to what makes Lindsay such a great character is how she combines both the show's main groups. She's an earnest, smart, compassionate nerd. Lindsay, you've been studying nonstop. Why don't you take a little break? Mom, I can't. Not if I want to win. But she also identifies with the authority-questioning freaks who aren't as uptight or conformist as Lindsay's old friends or her parents. Mr. Vice President, my name is Lindsay Weir. Why did your staff reject my question? Are you afraid of an open discourse with the students? She defies teen movie stereotypes of the 1980s, which often framed the concerns of young women as primarily romantic, and teen movie stereotypes of the 1990s, which tended to favor stories about popularity and social standings. And yet, just like the other characters on the show, Lindsay is not idealized beyond recognition into a cardboard role model. She can be naive, unsure of herself, and prone to making other people's problems worse by trying to butt in and solve them. I didn't break up the band, I just how you guys should learn one song. So you admit it. She's a complex, realistic character, struggling through all the hardships that come with high school, just like all the characters in Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks premiered on September 25, 1999, and aired sporadically throughout that fall and early spring. It was canceled in part because of its erratic release schedule, which made it hard for fans to find the show and tune in. According to EP Judd Apatow, he and Paul Feig tried to create a website with that information, but NBC refused to let them advertise the address because they didn't want people to know the internet existed. That attitude goes to show how much was changing at the turn of the millennium. Freaks and Geeks came out during a cultural shift away from the Gen X-driven grunge and cynicism of the early to mid-90s, and towards a preppier, more poptimist sensibility driven by the older members of the millennial generation. Pop culture was becoming glossy and polished, Nirvana imitators were out, the Backstreet Boys were in. The late 90s also saw a boom in TV programming for teen audiences. Although Freaks and Geeks was one of the first teen programs on a major broadcaster, the glossy teen soap Dawson's Creek premiered the year before on the fledgling WB network and quickly became the number one TV show among teen girls. Thanks to Dawson, the WB's ad revenue skyrocketed from 1994 to 1999. Teen stories were suddenly a hot commodity, but only glossy, glamorous ones like Felicity and 90210, where even the nerdiest characters looked like they were fresh off the football field and 
Varsity Blues. And you wonder why they called you Andy McGeek on the playground. Freaks and Geeks took a totally different approach. They're really fun, and they're, they're funny, but they're just... I don't know, they don't inspire me or challenge me. The show is based heavily on Paul Feig's real-life experiences growing up in Michigan in the 80s, and so it was important to him to make sure everything was represented realistically. He pushed for a stripped-down cinematography and storytelling style that put the characters and performances first. We're all unhappy. That's the thing about life, Millie. I'm not unhappy. Yes, you are. We all are. The show used a more muted color palette compared to the bright pop aesthetic of the 90s and emphasized accuracy in the production design. Feig even brought his old yearbooks to use as reference photos for the characters. Because of this emphasis on realism, Sam, Neil, Bill, and the younger geeks on the show were cast to look like real kids their age. They're not 19-year-olds playing 14, and none of them look like they could be modeling for Abercrombie. How old are you? 14. <sighs> you can't be 14, midget. You haven't even hit puberty. Freaks and Geeks is a show about high school and all the insecurities that come with it. Casting actors who look like real people meant the show didn't just pay lip service to superficial insecurities like wearing glasses. I think people treat you nicer when you're pretty. Why would you say that? Because you're never nice to me. The characters feel genuinely self-conscious about going through puberty in a way that isn't often depicted or referred to directly on screen, especially during this era. Tell your brother that he has a beautiful body. It'll make him feel better. You're an Adonis, a slab of beef. If I wasn't your sister, oh my god. Freaks and Geeks brought underrepresented young characters to broadcast television with nuance and nostalgic realism for 15 episodes, 18 when it went to reruns. And the 80s geek and freak culture specificity made the show feel real and honest. But the enduring nature of these stories goes to show that the details of youth subculture, like the bands or movies or other references that root teen shows in a particular era, Are you a deadhead? work best when they're shown as products of how people in that age group are trying to define themselves. Once you start down that dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. At least that's what Yoda always says. It's that ongoing, universal struggle to find your identity that makes this show made in 1999, about 1980, feel so relatable this many years later. To this day, movies like Superbad, Booksmart, Knocked Up, Lady Bird, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and Bridesmaids, and TV shows like Veronica Mars, Skins, and Friday Night Lights all show different kinds of Freaks and Geeks influence. We didn't party because we wanted to focus on school and get into good colleges. And it worked. But the irresponsible people who partied also got into those colleges. They did both. If there's anything about Freaks and Geeks that now feels genuinely nostalgic, it's not the retro 80s fashions or the references to cultural moments now long past. It's a universal, bittersweet nostalgia for the moments back in high school when you first started to figure out who you are. And that feeling will always be classic. Your Dungeons and Dragons handbook, deities and demigods. We're gonna have fun Friday night. Thank you for watching the take. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you're watching.